This is episode 623 of the AWS podcast, released on September 21st, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got a special treat for you, which is part of a second part series of API modernization series called Cross-Team Federated API Development in Enterprises. I'm Hanwin Lochran, also known as Han Solo, your friendly neighborhood co-host of the official AWS podcast, and I'm joined by Vanu Vasu Devan. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Han. Thanks for having me here. Just for a quick introduction, I'm Venu Vasudevan. I'm a senior specialist solutions architect with AWS, focusing on front-end and mobile services, which includes AWS AppSync. That's what we are going to talk about today, and AWS Amplify and Device Form. Again, excited to be here and talk about federated cross-team API development. Super cool, and uh, really excited about the second series of the API modernization focus on the cross-team federated API development in enterprises. And this is for APIs for team collaboration with AppSync and how AppSync enables enterprise developer teams to consolidate APIs owned and managed by independent teams into a single federated API exposed to clients and how it helps set up crucial guardrails to promote team collaboration and performance at scale. So again, this is the second series of the three-part API modernization series. And just like in our previous episode, we will briefly touch on the modern versus traditional API architectures. And could you tell us what has changed lately in the realm of APIs and API management? First, a little history lesson on GraphQL. Uh, It was introduced by Facebook uh, in 2012 and open sourced in 2015. Then it moved to a newly established foundation of GraphQL in 2018. From then on, GraphQL as a technology has become very popular among uh, enterprises and customers. A lot of customers have adopted this technology. In fact, based on one of the predictions from Gartner's, more than 50% of enterprises will be using GraphQL in their production workloads in some way or form. Again, when I interact with customers, a common question that has been asked is, does GraphQL replace REST? My answer is not necessarily. They can both exist in your stack. And uh, in fact, you can uh, abstract the REST API behind a GraphQL service. With the increased adoption of cloud services and uh, you know different purpose-built databases for different use cases, especially GraphQL is really important and beneficial for enterprises. Having to have only single endpoint to query multiple data sources and consolidate data and give back to their clients. And clients application exactly knows what they request for and what they receive, making it given total control over the data for the clients, making development very easier. The other advantage of using GraphQL technology is subscriptions to create some real-time application. Take an example of a stock quote application or a chatbot application or a real-time sports score. So, Customers wants to see data as it changes. So GraphQL enables that subscription methodology to deliver that data real time. Gotcha. And I've used GraphQL before and it has, I love the flexibility, uh, especially when I can create these multiple data sources in a single endpoint and it just gives that agility. So I really appreciate the enablement that it provides. So since this episode is centered around the theme of team collaboration, let's dive deeper. Right? So what are some of the frustration and challenges that customers are looking to solve related to collaboration among multiple teams owning different APIs? So I want to highlight a couple of challenges. Uh, one during the development cycle, uh, the second during uh, support and maintenance. So when exposing multiple microservices into a single GraphQL API endpoint, 
So multiple teams uh, owning a portion of that API have to work simultaneously on the API, which means that uh, when multiple developer teams are working on simultaneously without any proper isolation or cart rails, it is always possible to uh, you know step on each other's toes and uh, make accidental breaking changes. So for example, uh, a developer in team A pushes an API change which could, which could break functionality of team B and vice versa. This is very common when you have a single API endpoint. Another thing is uh, support and maintenance. So when you have a single GraphQL API, it is very difficult to troubleshoot if there is an issue in one part of that graph. Like uh, for enterprises which has multiple data domains in a single API, uh, no single human can understand the whole surface area and uh, the maintenance becomes a real nightmare. So what is AWS AppSync all about exactly? Yeah, so AWS AppSync is like a fully managed serverless API service to run your GraphQL workloads in cloud at scale without having to manage any servers. With AWS AppSync, you can build apps faster, build apps that are performant, and build apps that are real-time enabled. To put it in very simple words, AppSync is the best way to connect your apps to your data and events in AWS. Gotcha. So how do AppSync customers today leverage the benefits of API modernization while promoting enterprise-grade levels of like cross-team collaboration? We talked about the challenges with managing a single GraphQL API endpoint. What if, if there is a way to break this API apart so that the domain experts could own and manage their part of their graph and still expose the entire ecosystem from a single unified access point? So AppSync now offers uh, merged APIs that enable federated cross-team API development. This means that AppSync APIs owned and managed by independent teams can be merged into a single organization-wide GraphQL API. Merged APIs enable teams to merge resources, uh, including types, data sources, functions, resolvers, from multiple source AppSync APIs into a single AppSync endpoint. So in the front end, still client needs to worry about only one single merged API endpoint to retrieve data across multiple source APIs. In the back end though, development teams can create, update, test, deploy their independent source APIs. So once they are satisfied with their changes and approved, they can merge their changes into the merged API in order to make them available for the client without having to you know, block each other's changes. Gotcha. Definitely feels very integrated and collaborated um, type of environment, right? So how does this differ from existing solution to Teams collaboration problem? So existing solutions follow uh, what we call as a runtime approach, which requires a router or gateway to do this uh, runtime federation with multiple schemas, generate query plans, etc., which means that there are extra network hops and potentially, you know, uh, increase this, the latency. So with AppSync though, since we are, uh, you know, resulting merged APIs and effectively another GraphQL endpoint, there's no extra network hop and we do this at build time, uh, which means increased uh, performance and reduced latency. Another key thing to note here is all the runtime routers does not support GraphQL subscriptions out of the box, which is one of the coolest features of GraphQL that we talked about. They enable organizations to push real-time data to connected clients at scale to provide that interactive collaborative experiences. So with AppSync merged APIs, this is completely supported out of the box, powered by serverless WebSockets. 
That's pretty cool. So what if I want to federate across AppSync, GraphQL APIs and non-AppSync GraphQL, uh, GraphQL APIs? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So you can assume uh, merged APIs as another API endpoint with AppSync, which means that it can be connected to the legacy router that you already have. So you can leverage AppSync to manage some of the source APIs, maybe build out a new API with AppSync and then combine with the merged API and then connect it to your existing router. That's totally possible as well. And like, you know, in terms of like other data sources, right, would this work on top of any data sources? Yeah, with merged APIs, I mean, you can create source API backed up by any database technology and combine them into a merged API. It's true for any SQL or NoSQL databases and even a data from your microservices. In fact, if it is running in your VPC or containers, that is totally possible to extract data from those services and uh, give it back to your source API. Gotcha. So can you give like an example of how that works? Yeah, sure. So let's take an example of a book review application, right? A book review and recommendation similar to what we have in Goodreads. Assume we have like uh, three um, independent source teams working on independent APIs. Uh, One could be like a book API, which uh, maintains the metadata for books. So for example, what is the title of the book? What is the year it was published? What is the genre, etc.? The second one, um, second team could maintain authors API. Who are the authors for these books? And uh, what is the name of the author? What's the bio? What country is coming from, etc. The third thing could be reviews, where uh, the reviews team could maintain only the review information of the books and authors. It could be ratings, reviews, comments, all those things. So these three separate teams are there. And what if, if we merge everything into a single API and also maintain the relationship between books, authors, and reviews. So this merged API can power the application for a book review mechanism, which could answer question like, hey, what are my popular uh, books based on reviews? What are my popular uh, books based on authors? Uh, When you click on a book, it can fetch information about uh, books, reviews, authors, everything in a single call, but which is coming from the data sources uh, in the source APIs. Again, these are some examples that could be powered and um, by that application. But as you can see here, merged API can unleash the possibility of combining related data across source APIs and can give the customers the, the right data to power their applications. Gotcha. And you know, like some, what are some of the common use cases that you've seen uh, how customers are using this? With respect to merged APIs, if you have a related data information in source API, it is uh, definitely better to, you know, combine this into an organization-wide API. And a lot of customers, what we have seen is, you know, they are wanting to use merged API because they want to independently develop these source APIs without having to manage the single endpoint, the challenges we talked about. And also, you know, having the clients uh, contact only single API to get organizational-wide data. So, you know, what are uh, some of the like industry common use cases that you've seen? Like I'm hearing that you can basically aggregate and possibly orchestrate some of these together. But, you know, what are some of the the industry trends that you're seeing? How some of the folks like in either manufacturing, you heard talk about something in retail with like a a bookstore. So what are some of the common like business use cases that you've seen when customers are leveraging AppSync? Uh, so there are three main use cases that uh, they use AppSync and um, all these use cases will be uh, able to be supported in merged APIs as well. First is the data consolidation use case where you have number of data sources in your organization, but you want your clients to have a single data consolidation layer where it can hit and get the information from multiple data sources. 
with this client need not manage any uh, data source connections or go to multiple data sources to pick up information but graphql or the merged apis will give the single data source for other clients that's one common use case we see a lot of enterprises use um, appsync and merged apis for the second thing is real-time use cases. So we talked about real-time use cases to power their application in real-time. For example, chat application or talk codes or code score. So whenever there is something changes on the backend, so immediately this data is being delivered to the clients. Again, millions and millions of clients could be connected to AppSync to receive this data updates. So these are two common use case. The third thing is events, right? So you can deliver events through AppSync now and, um, you know, to multiple uh, data sources and multiple uh, events through EventBridge as well. So these are few things that we see commonly uh, customers use AppSync for and uh, they can continue to use AppSync and also merge APIs for. Gotcha. And it said that this powered by service WebSocket from behind the scene, right? So it sounds like it can give that near-time real like interaction with the client and, you know, I guess other teams, right? Yes, exactly. So that, that's the power of uh, AppSync, right? So we use um, something called serverless WebSocket. Again, you don't have to manage any pop sub servers or any other special infrastructure to deliver this. So as long as the client is connected to the AppSync through a serverless WebSocket, it is receiving the data as it changes. Yeah, that's super cool because I used to have to manage, uh, it was JWebSocket once upon a time, and uh, having this undifferentiated heavy lifting really gives that lift for your customers. So what are some of the other performance or any lift that you've seen with the customers leveraging AppSync? Mainly with respect to the data consolidation uh, layer, um, again, the main thing is it it is serverless and it's uh, managed by AWS for you. So the heavy lifting for uh, managing all these infrastructure is done. So with respect to the heavy lifting, number one we have seen is AppSync manages all the infrastructure for you. So you don't have to manage any servers. So it is serverless and it is uh, scalable uh, with respect to your workloads. Uh, the second thing is it has integration with uh, all the monitoring tracing services. So with a click of a box, you can enable CloudWatch and X-Ray to uh, you know track tracing and uh, track your logs. And also it has an integrated caching mechanism. You can enable caching with an AppSync console or uh, through your infrastructure as code mechanism to cache your responses and uh, see hey, uh, and uh, give that uh, performance boost to your application. Gotcha. And uh, um, going back to something that you mentioned about with like, you know, isolation and guardrail so that, you know, we don't have any type of accidental deletions or breakage and changes, right? So how does that give that guardrail around that? So with respect to the guardrails, so there are a few options that uh, AppSync comes with. Uh, one is uh, attaching a web application firewall. So you can attach a web application firewall on top of uh, AppSync uh, to make sure that you don't have any accidental, uh, you know, uh, denial of service attacks, etc. That's number one. Number two, it also offers multiple modes of security to protect your APIs, be it, you know, AWS IAM-based security or uh, your user pools like uh, Cognito user pools. Or uh, if you have a third-party OIDC provider, you can attach that to the API. Or if you have your own custom uh, mechanism, that could be done through a Lambda authorization. So AppSync offers these authorization mechanism to protect your APIs. The third thing, we are also released uh, recently private APIs where you can enable AppSync to be private so that only your VPC resources can access AppSync APIs. And how do you enforce that? 
So basically, uh, we can one when you create an API in AppSync, there are two options: whether you could make it public or whether you could make it private. When you select private, so basically you can uh, define what VPC resources have access to that private API, and only those resources are allowed to access this API. Gotcha. So you can actually say here are the VPCs that can be accessible to form my AppSync in the private mode. Is that right? Exactly. Well, that's super cool. Well, Vanu, thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, again, um, thanks a lot for listening to my talk about federated cross-team API development. Uh, try out AppSync merged APIs for your use cases. And as always, uh, feedback is welcome. Yes, and as always, we love to get your feedback. There's a link in the show notes on uh, the links discussed today and on the other API modernization series. And also, of course, to submit feedback. And until next time, keep on building.